We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello, and welcome to On the Daily, a daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. Uh, my name is Matt Lamarca. I'm back after a one week hiatus. I needed to clear my head and my sinuses. <laughs> but I am an employee of the Action Network and Fantasy Labs, co host of the Laying the Points podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts. First, he is the other co-host of the Laying the Points podcast, and his work has appeared all across the fantasy industry. You can currently find him writing for the Action Network and Fantasy Labs. He is Anthony Amico, who you can find on Twitter, at Amixa. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Matt. I mean, we're coming off a good uh, week four. Uh, Jonesy and I try to hold it down without you. You guys Um, did a great job. Yeah, so this week we're hoping now we're even stronger now that now that the leader is back. Definitely an arguable point. <laughs> um, I mean, you're the host of the show. You're the leader by default. You know? Yeah. Okay, I guess. <laughs> My other co-host is the host of the Bogey Free podcast, and he might hate prior course performance more than any other person on the planet. It's the worst. He is Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Matt, what's up, brother? Oh my god! I didn't even realize that you actually put that like in the 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 introduction here. I try to keep the rest of I'm, you know, a pretty uh, 
pretty garbage 72 hours. So I'm hoping the uh, the NFL world can uh, can bring me back to life a little bit this week. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I've been just super swamped with like playoff baseball and now basketball's around the corner. So I am uh, excited to just talk a little football here with you guys. Uh, but before we do that, I want to start by mentioning you can get a 30% discount to a Rotoviz subscription through the podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, this is the time of year I feel like where, you know, teams start to get make made or broken. You know, you want to get access to those priority waiver claims. You want to be trying to make good trades and you want to know uh, who to keep your eye on for the rest of the season. And that Rotoviz subscription will help you do that. So again, 30% discount at rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, we also launched a Patreon account. That's patreon.com slash rotovizradio. That helps support our 10 weekly podcasts during the NFL season. And becoming a patron also gets you access to our new live show, which will be airing on Sundays at 11 a.m. during the NFL season. All right. Before we go to week five, first a little week four review. Uh, Anthony, after a slight hiatus of one week, you return to the top of the leaderboard in the three-man competition. That makes the overall standings three for Anthony, one for Jones, and zero for me. Uh, I'm still looking to get off the schneid, although I feel pretty good this week. I think I'm going to make a statement. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and guarantee that I finish in the top three this week. (laughs) (laughs) Amico, uh, your lineup construction uh, overall, I see it seemed really sharp. Uh, you talked about it on the podcast, but you are a big fan of the value wide receivers and paying up at running back, and that's exactly what you did. You jammed in Kamara, Zeke, and Gio Gonzalez, uh, and you got decent enough production from the receiver position without spending down. You also went with Deshaun Watson at quarterback, who continues to put up really, really solid numbers across the board. So. Uh, I don't know if there's anything we need to get into real detail with that, but again, congratulations, and uh, you're you're starting to pull away a little bit, starting to create a little distance in the standing. So hopefully, me and Jonesy can can track you down in the coming weeks. Yeah, all right. Don't like pump him up he'll, too much. It's like he has like two more wins than I do. Like let's uh, let's pump <laughs> the brakes a little bit. He's won seventy five percent of the competitions we've. That's done. that's not. You don't understand how statistics work. It sounds a lot better <laughs> when I'm saying like two more. That's seventy five. Sounds like like insurmountable. <laughs> First of all, Matt is like still obviously really into baseball because he called him uh, Gio Gonzalez. Is that what I did? <laughs> I told you guys, I'm, I'm baseball, Brewers, you know, like I'm just, I'm in that mode. So, oh, man, I couldn't even tell you who's like in the playoffs in baseball right now. <laughs> you live on Long Island. You don't know if the Yankees are playing. Come on, I man. Could not care any less. <laughs> oh, I did watch David Wright's last game, though. So I got that going for me. There you go. OK. Um. All right. Let's go to week five. We'll start with the QB position. And let's start with some of the chalkier options. Uh, Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger are going to be squaring off in the highest total game of the week. A lot of high totals on the board, to be honest. I think there's, what did you say last night, Anthony? Like seven games with a 49 or greater total? Yeah, I think there's eight and six of them are on the main slate. So okay. loaded. Half the, literally half the main slate has uh, high total games. But this game is still the one that stands out above the rest. It's... Uh, at 57 and a half. So how are we approaching these two quarterbacks? You know, Ben Roethlisberger historically 
pretty good at home. The Cardinals have been just an absolute dumpster fire defensively through the first four weeks of the season. And on the other side, Matt Ryan has just been pure fuego. He looks, you know, similar to the 2016 version that won the MVP. So how are you approaching these two guys in particular for both cash games and GPPs? And Jonesy, we will kick it to you first, sir. Oh, thanks. You're too kind. There you go. Yeah, do um, early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably well, no, not probably. I'm definitely not paying up for them in cash. It's just not something that I do. So um, you obviously need exposure if you're playing in GPPs, but um, I think there's a there's a few guys that I'm considering that I've narrowed it down to for cash, and these two guys aren't um, in that group. Amico, yeah, I mean Ben is obviously like the alpha GPP play for me. I just always load up on Ben. Um, I really like stacking quarterbacks when you know where the targets are going, and that's kind of what Pittsburgh has going on with Juju and AB. So. Definitely a priority GPP guy, but 6,900 or 6,600 for Matt Ryan. I just don't think we're going to have to go there. We'll talk about some of the guys we like. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys in, like, the mid to low fives that I think are, are very playable. So I'm, I'm probably just going to play those guys in cash because uh, the low-priced receivers this week really aren't as palatable to me. Um, it's It can be a little harder, I think, to, to fit in, like, the good running back. So I, I need to pay down a quarterback for sure. Okay. I mean – is it possible that Matt Ryan maybe goes a little under the radar here? Like he has the best matchup on the board uh, per fantasy labs. And he scored at least 31 DK points in three straight weeks, but it feels like the Pittsburgh side is going to be the one that gets more attention. So I think I might have some interest in Matt Ryan for sure. Like I, I agree hundred percent, Anthony, like Ben Roethlisberger is, is maybe the nut play at quarterback this week, but I'm probably going to try and get exposure to both. For sure. Sure. Um, all right. Another guy that I thought was really interesting was Patrick Mahomes. He's priced down to 6,200 on DraftKings, uh, which just seems really low given his production this season. That said, he has a brutal matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're currently projecting him at labs for just 2 to 4% ownership. So is this a situation where you're looking to potentially buy low on him? Or is the matchup just too difficult and, and you think it's an avoid, Amico? I mean, Mahomes is my boy. I, I, I definitely think you can play him in tournaments because we know that the upside is there. We know the upside is really high. But uh, in terms of, like, cash, I just I just don't think you have to take that risk. Uh, still have big, big respect for Jacksonville. Um, we talked about this a lot last night on the laying the points. But, I mean, they're just studs across the board in the secondary. They're kind of like – the one team where you look at them, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe they could slow down this offense. And I just don't really want to uh, to be taking on that risk in cash. I think that there's definitely guys like that are still like seven hundred dollars cheaper that I think offer like a a better mix of of possible outcomes. Yeah, I think for sure he's not really a cash game option. I, I guess I'm more interested specifically in your thoughts on GPPs. Like Jones, what do you think about him in, in GPPs? Yeah, I'm definitely going to have quite a bit of him in GPPs. Um, I mean, the the matchup is obviously obviously difficult. Like, Jags are one of the best defenses in the league, but they've also not really been tested too, too much outside of Brady. And even there, it was uh, a big focus on the running game. So I am going to go out on a – well, actually, no. I'll save it for my bold call. Never mind. (laughs) Okay. 
Um, I will say that his salary on FanDuel is is significantly more expensive. Um, I can't, I don't want to keep plugging Labs because they're not a sponsor of this show, but I just love their tools. So uh, they they have a trend called a metric called bargain rating that compares the DraftKings salary to the FanDuel salary, and his ninety nine percent bargain rating on DraftKings is the best mark at QB this week. So I definitely think if his ownership is going to be that low, he's an interesting play, even given the matchup. Uh, that said, I'm I'm a little bit skeptical that he's going to be that low owned. I think people still might want to play him, you know, given the Showtime nickname and the left-handed pass and primetime television. Like, people want to play Pat Mahomes, right? Like, I, I don't know. I think he he's might fun. be higher than 2 to 4%. Um, all right, let's let's stick with some other cash game options. Who are some other guys that you're eyeing here, Jonesy? Um, I preliminarily have sort of narrowed it down to like Bortles, Dalton, and Cam. Um, I, I don't really know where I'm like leaning. I'm hoping that one of you can talk me into one of the three or just tell me that I'm a moron and there's like somebody that I'm <laughs> like obviously missing. But those are the three that sort of jumped out to me um, at my sort of like initial pass through of the quarterbacks. Amico, would you like to tell Jones that he's an idiot? I mean, you wouldn't be the first one this week, let me tell you. Um, no, I'm going to go easy on Jonesy. I uh, I also always have an affinity for Cam. I mean, 6,400, part of me part of me is like, if I'm going to play Cam in cash, I'd rather just go the whole way and get one of the guys in, in the Atlanta Sealer game. Yeah. But Cam is obviously just like so tantalizing because he, what he does on the ground. They've really unleashed him this year, like in full go. He's got 10 carries in two games already this year, three rushing touchdowns. And he's got five passing touchdowns in his last two games, just playing really good football right now. Um, and obviously our fighting giants Jones, just uh, not very good. That's the so, worst. Yeah. And I do actually have the numbers tonight. I didn't have them last night, but uh rushing quarterbacks against the giants, which I basically defined as a, uh, Quarterbacks averaging 20 yards rushing or more, uh, plus 7.39, uh, plus minus, uh, dating back to the beginning of last season. So uh, good spot. Good spot for Cam. Uh, you know I love me some Bortles, especially when Fournette's out, which he is. And, uh, I mean, honestly, if the game was in Jacksonville, I would like be definitely playing Bortles. The fact that it's in Kansas City yeah. has me a little hesitant. But the Kansas City secondary stinks, especially with, you know, as long as Eric Berry's out. Uh, so those are kind of like the two guys. Like maybe I feel like getting a little frisky and I go with Bathar just because he's under 5K. Oh, God. Uh, but I, I think it's probably it's probably Cam, Bortles, or uh, I also like Stafford this week against Green Bay. Huge price jump for Bathard from, uh, from last week. <laughs> you would want to target the one quarterback in a game with an over-under of like 40. <laughs> Well, that's why I can't play him. Like, I, I just need the ceiling. But you got to bring him up, though. He's the guy. yeah. Got to bring him up. It's on brand. <laughs> um, I I agree. I think Cam is more of a GPP play for me, but I'm definitely interested in him uh, at 6,400. Like the rushing upside, everything you guys said is just spot on. And Thank I looked you. up some some Appreciate numbers that. for teams, uh, you know, coming off of a bye week, and basically home teams. I'm sorry, favored teams historically crush against the spread when favored after their bye. So I think that they are uh, a good team to target this week, the Panthers, and obviously that starts with Cam Newton. 
Um, also, 100% on board with Bortles. Would prefer it if he's at home, but definitely think he is viable at 5,500 without Fournette. And another guy that maybe might be a little bit sneaky, but I'm definitely considering him for cash games, is Carson Wentz. Uh, the Minnesota defense is all reputation at this point and no production. In terms of just the, the matchup grade, we have him as second best at Fantasy Labs this week behind only Matt Ryan. And with their complement of weapons getting closer to full strength, I think that he's in a really nice spot to put some points on the board this week for Philadelphia. Um, all right, let's switch focus now to GPPs. Who are some uh, more under-the-radar type picks that you're looking at, Amigo? I mean, honestly, I think I'm just probably playing the chalk for the most part. Like, I'm, I don't think I want to stray too far from like the Atlanta game or like the other guys we mentioned. So, I would say most likely I'm going to keep it there. If I feel like really going off the deep, I mean, like, I guess not really off the deep end, but like if I feel like playing like some of these off marker guys, I guess I could go with Rodgers. You know, like the touchdown upside is kind of always there. I'm just worried about the receiver health right now. Mm-hmm. Need to see some of these guys practice. And, uh, you know, your, your adopted QB, Russell Wilson, um, My son. always in play 5,100. I mean, the price, we said it last week, the price Only was low. $200 more than CJ Bathard. Yeah. You know, you're right. So like, again, like it's, I don't really like to play quarterbacks that are seven point dogs in cash, but in tournaments, I'll, ha- I'll have at that, especially with the potential secondary woes of uh, the Rams. Yeah. I, I'm I'm playing Russell this week. You can't stop me. So, <laughs> Russell, it is uh, Jonesy. Who are you looking at? I mean this this awful Seattle team. Like on the other side of that, you gotta you gotta target uh, the Earl Thomasless uh, secondary now, right? You could get some uh, Mister Perfect, some some Goff goat in there. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just never want to play Jared Goff. Maybe oh that's God, why I love him so much. Maybe that's why I have zero wins in the three man competition <laughs> this year. But uh, like, just something about him. Like, why pay sixty five hundred for Jared Goff when I can get you know Rogers at sixty three, Cam at sixty four? But I yeah, get but- the arguments. Like the the Rams have just been explosive as hell this off this season. So yeah, Rogers is throwing to like Marquez Valdez Scantling or whatever the hell like. It's I don't know. I think I think there's you could get a significant ownership discount there from like obviously the Atlanta game. Um, and I think I think Goff is more than capable. Obviously, we saw it last week of putting together a, a ceiling game for sure. Also, don't sleep on MVS. He ran like a four three, bro. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. But it's still like <laughs> he's drag like, Twitter is not. He's going to unfollow and subtweet the shit out of you now. Great. <laughs> Uh, one other name I want to fitting the whole week for me. (laughs) One other name I want to throw out there is Derek Carr. I think he's a little underpriced at 5,200. Um, neither of these two teams in this game between the Chargers or the Raiders play defense. So there's a total of 53 on that game. I think that, you know, it may be a little under owned considering all the other, you know, high priced games to target or high totaled games to target, but you know, Derek Carr, 5,200, given some of the games he's had this season. Like, I'm definitely interested in that. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, your bench players, and the free agent pool. You may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? 
Well, the app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster and your league scoring system. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, plus the app gives you player rankings each week, and it's all based on your league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. Head to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. And Obviously, that's just the move because that's what I did. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I do a lot of my lineup setting in the bathroom. <laughs> so uh, on the phone, get a quick optimization, get the lineup in, and we roll. I don't know how I knew that was where it was going, but I just did. So. Yeah, well, we've been friends for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to running backs. No Kamara this week on the main slate. They play on Monday night on the magical grass of the Superdome. So Todd Gurley is in his own little sort of mini tier at the top of the pricing spectrum. How do you feel about him uh, as a seven-point road favorite against Seattle? I'm going to start with Jones because I think you're like Mr. St. Louis. I'm sorry, Mr. Los Angeles on this show am i is that is that part of the brand i mean you're definitely the goth guy well yeah i mean goth goat you gotta you gotta jam them in whenever you can (laughs) but yeah i mean i obviously would not i'd rather not have to spend ninety four hundred dollars on like anybody but if you're gonna pay that much (laughs) then you might as well pay for todd Gurley. wow that was bad sorry about that little flag them yeah, just a little. It's fine. I'm just on my deathbed here. Um, yeah, no, I am definitely going to have a, a decent amount of girly. I don't know that I'll necessarily get up to him in cash, but I will definitely have him in GPP lineups just because he can. He's he'll be good for like at least you know you can pretty much bank on a touchdown, probably multiple touchdowns the way that they use him. So why wouldn't you go there? Yeah, Anthony, he's uh exceeded his salary-based expectation in all four weeks heading into this contest. So what are your thoughts on Mr. Todd Gurley? I mean, I love him. Like, I just think that his floor is super high. Uh, Very similar like Kamara last week. Obviously, Gurley doesn't have the market share that uh, Kamara has, but he's just very, very consistent. You know that he's going to get a lot of touches in the offense. Uh, He's caught at least three passes each week. He has two receiving touchdowns this year. He has four rushing touchdowns. Uh, so you get like a, a ton of touchdown equity, obviously, with Gurley in a game where you expect him to win and lead. Uh, so, I mean, I think he's a great play. Am I going to definitely play him in cash? Well, no, because I just think that there's a lot. I think there's like five really good running back plays this week in cash, and he's obviously the most expensive. So uh, don't think he's a must play, but I definitely think that he is a very good play. Just Anytime you can just lock in points and still get like an elite ceiling, which obviously he has, uh, you can't really say much about it. Yeah, I'm going to continue to play the role of Fish on this podcast and say that I'll probably be underweight on him. Uh, I just don't think it's a good matchup, and we have so many running backs and great spots to choose from that I don't feel the need to pay all the way up for Todd Gurley. Um, So... Yeah, I will probably, you know, we're projecting him for 17 to 20% ownership. I would probably say that I will be like in line with that or maybe even a little bit under. Uh, two of the other guys that I have much more interest in are Melvin Gordon against the Raiders 
and Christian McCaffrey against your New York Giants. They are uh, 8,600 and 8,000 respectively, so a little bit of a savings when compared to uh, Gurley, but they are also projected for a little bit more ownership. How do you guys? How do you feel about these two guys this week, Anthony? I mean, I think that I think that McCaffrey is a really good play, right? Like he's obviously seeing a ton of work. He's got twenty eight percent market share. He is seeing, I think, a lot more carries than we expected. I just like I just really struggle with McCaffrey because he doesn't score touchdowns, and. I have like this huge mental block about playing guys in cash who like, I feel like have no touchdown equity and that's kind of what McCaffrey has. He he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year, which is really hard to believe because he's been so freaking good. Um, Obviously he's going to give you a decent floor. I just, I just really don't think that this is like a super smash spot for him. Like that game will not be played super fast. Um, The giants linebackers think like that's obviously a good matchup. But I just don't think that we're going to see like 10, you know, 10 targets and 25 carries out of him. Like it just doesn't feel like that kind of matchup. So again, like I think he's a really, really good play. I don't know if he's like a lock for me. I, I, I feel a lot more comfortable with Gordon, even though he's $600 more, just because I know that he's going to score the touchdowns. Hmm. I know that that game is probably going to be pretty high scoring. And he still has like pretty high target upside. Like he's got at least seven targets in three of the four games that they've played. He has three receiving touchdowns this year. Um, I, so I'm, I'm a little more into Gordon, even though I think uh, McCaffrey is probably like the better, like, you know, actual running back. Yeah. I mean, just some numbers on McCaffrey that I find interesting is he's got a, a 73% market share in the rushing game, which is way higher than I think we all would have thought this year. Now that does not include quarterback rushes. So that's just, you know, in terms of running back touches and then a 27.7% market share as a receiver. So just a huge workload and he does lead the lead, lead the team, sorry, with six touches inside the 10 yard line. Next closest is Devin Funches who has two targets. So I really feel like he can – it's not like he's never going to score. Like He has to get in the end zone eventually. I know that he's not necessarily built like a goal line running back, but he's getting the opportunities. So I think eventually he has to cash one in. Um, Jones, what do you think about these two guys, McCaffrey and, and Melvin Gordon? Yeah, I mean, I I feel pretty much the same uh, for McCaffrey as Amico was talking about just with – how that game probably goes. Um, I, I don't, I don't see them needing to get him, you know, like 12 targets or something crazy. Melvin Gordon is pretty unbelievable. Like the way that he's being used is pretty unbelievable. He's had 16 uh, red zone opportunities just in the last three weeks. Um, oh my God. And he, they're going up against the Raiders who I know it was an overtime game last week, but they, Three of the Cleveland, all three of the Cleveland running backs scored more than 14 points. Yeah. I mean, like, that's insane. And it's pretty Melvin Gordon is obviously going to get the lion's share of the work. So I, I just figure that's got to be 42 points for Gordon, right? That's how that works. <laughs> math. <laughs> it's just math, guys. Just pure math. Like, I don't know. 
I have a mental block with him because I still just don't think he's that good of a football player. I know that that's probably been proven wrong at this point, <laughs> but I just think Austin Eckler's better. <laughs> and it just, it tilts me that they give Melvin Gordon so much work, but I mean, it's impossible to deny what this guy has done. I think he's got basically the same floor as Gurley and you know, he's cheaper. So I would say that he's probably like the preferred target in cash games of the two. Would you guys agree with that statement? Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. Okay. We've seen Atlanta just get shredded by running backs the past three weeks. Now, granted, some pretty good running backs that they've faced in McCaffrey, Kamara, and Gio, not Gonzalez, but Gio Bernard. Yeah. Is, this, is this the week that we should get back on the James Conner bandwagon? And Amico, I'm going to kick it to you since I know that that's your boy. I mean, yeah, I love him this week. <laughs> um, I know that like a lot of people have been harping on the lack of yards per carry, but not a concern for me. I mean, they've played actually some pretty good run defenses. Uh, Baltimore, the Bucks really skew pat, you know, to get you to pass against them. The Chiefs are, are actually a pretty good run defense. They just want they just have no pass defense. And Cleveland is pretty good up front too. So like not really like great matchups for him. Um, and also I don't really care about efficiency at all. Like I just know that he's the guy. Like he is still seeing the majority of the touches. No one is really coming close to him in terms of rush volume. And he's seeing all the targets. He's got at least five targets in every game, uh, at least six in three out of the four games. And as you've mentioned, and as we know, this is the best defense to get targets to your running back against. So, like, I just think, you know, again, Connor is like a really high floor play. And also because of the overall scoring environment of the game, he is a really good, um, you know, he has good touchdown equity. So that's a guy that I really like. Uh, he's priced up a bunch, so you really do have to choose between like him, Saquon, McCaffrey. Like you got to kind of pick him over those guys, um, or at least over one of those guys. And that's tough, but I just think that like if you if you're trying to get exposure to that game, which I think you should, uh, I think Connor's probably the best bet. Jonesy, yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't want to <laughs> harp on it. It's it, it, that's how I'm feeling as well. I, I think it's a it's a good week to. Uh, to prove all the Connor haters wrong because people are taking victory laps the last couple weeks on Twitter about him not being Bell. So you're I mean, kidding. He's not Le'Veon Bell. But, no, 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 no. There's but, like one Le'Veon Bell, you know? That's right. Like, but the fact that people are like patting themselves on the back for like saying that he's not, Bell, I just think it's a, it's an interesting, well, that's a ridiculous thing to take a victory lap on. Like, oh yeah. Well, but it's Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah. You're right. Welcome Twitter's, to the site. Twitter's dumb. <laughs> you know, like if a guy comes into the league and isn't LeBron James, but it's still an all-star, does that mean you win? Like, does that mean you win your argument? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, the important thing is that Connor is still just dominating the running back workload in Pittsburgh. Right. So exactly. he's going to be on the field. He's going to get the majority of the running back opportunities and uh, it's a perfect matchup. So yeah, he honestly, I, I'm, uh, he might be my favorite running back this week. All right, let's talk other cash game options. Jones, who are you looking at? Who do you feel comfortable with in a cash game lineup? I mean, I don't know, man. Like this is one of those <laughs> things where <laughs> I love it. Of- I love it. <laughs> Winning the three man this week. <laughs> no, I it's it's fine because no, this is actually the worst possible thing that could happen for you because 
now that I don't know what I'm doing in cash, I'm sure it'll end up actually working out. But I just feel like there were, like Anthony said in the beginning, like there were very, very clear cash lineups like the last week or so, maybe two weeks. And I'm having a harder time um, sort of feeling great about it. Like, like Anthony just mentioned, like Kansas City obviously has a garbage pass defense, but they're decent against the rush. And like, I want to play, I want to play Yeldon and I probably end up, will end up playing him. Um, honestly, I kind of just want to go like super cheap and like just play carry on Johnson and hope they realize he should start like getting like almost all the carries because he's really good at football and it doesn't appear that Legarrett Blunt is as good at said game. So maybe he'll be like my super off the wall, like random play like Lynch was last week and hopefully it'll work out the same way. I think that's fair. Uh, I mean, carry on Johnson confirmed better than Legarrett Blunt. I yes. think that is confirmed at this point laps all weekend. <laughs> Um, I, I really like TJ Yeldon. I think that Kansas City got shredded last week on the ground by Denver. Uh, and and Yeldon has been better than people think. Like he's got one of the higher running back success rates in football this season. He can catch passes out of the backfield. So I think Yeldon is a strong play for cash games. Uh, Amico, what are your thoughts on Yeldon and any other potential running backs you're considering in cash? Yeah, I mean, I honestly haven't really thought that much about Yeldon. Um, I mean, I guess we could arrive at him being like a chalk play. I just like, I just fear Corey Grant. Maybe that's dumb. Like, I just think that Corey Grant is pretty good and he's going to play on passing downs. But Yeldon has seen like a lot more work than I guess you'd think in the passing game. Uh, it three targets last week and 18 carries. Yeah, and he had seven targets the week before that. So, I mean, maybe I just need to get off the deck on Yeldon. Um, He's a he's a game time decision for me. Uh, I the guy I really like is David Johnson, sixty three hundred. <laughs> what a surprise um, there, <laughs> David fucking Johnson. All right, <laughs> and, uh, but I, I mean I just think that the price is too low. Sixty three hundred. His price went down after last week, uh, a week where he had twenty two carries uh, to go along with four targets. He's back to playing a large percent of the snaps. He played fifty five out of sixty offensive snaps last week. Now the fact that the snaps are down in terms of a uh, total volume, the total pie, that's a concern. But like, this is a game that the Cardinals could actually win, which means that he's probably going to be on the field the whole time. And especially if Larry Fitz doesn't play, like if Fitz is out, like DJ's target expectation has to go up. Right. So like, I feel like that gives him an even better floor and ceiling. So uh, right now, I mean, he's like, I don't want to say a lock, but he's like the guy that I feel really good about on the cheaper end. Um, that's why I haven't really been considering Yeldon, but it's probably, I guess you probably are going to have to play one of those two if you want to build like a competent lineup this week. Yeah. Consider me team Yeldon over DJ in cash games, at least. Um, I want to throw out Austin Eckler. I know I brought him up earlier kind of, uh, as a reason why I am down on Melvin Gordon, but I really think you could do worse than him at 4,200. Like he's basically returned value at that salary every single week. Uh, He doesn't play a ton of snaps, but when he is on the field, he is pretty involved and he has two touchdowns on the year. Like I think there are a few different ways that he could hit value in this game, either by breaking off a long run or hitting or catching a couple passes. Like I think if you need to go all the way down at running back S Eckler is a guy that could make some sense at 4,200. 
All right, let's talk GPPs. Amico, who are some of the GPP guys you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, this is the fun one, right? I mean, I think that Barkley is a really good tournament play this week. He's pretty much going to go completely under owned because he's right in the same price range. Uh, price range. Uh, pre- uh, you know, the same area of the salary chart as uh, McCaffrey, as Gordon, um, as Connor. So I, he's really not going to do much in terms of ownership, but obviously the upside is there. I mean, he's been really good this season. Uh, scored a touchdown in three out of four games. The one game where he didn't score a touchdown and he had 14 catches. So uh, pretty dependable, I would say. And uh, this is not going to be a great scoring environment overall. But it is a pretty good matchup. I, you know, Carolina hasn't been as good against against running backs as I think we would have expected. They gave up a good game to Gio Bernard a couple of weeks ago before the bye. I uh, I think this is a good spot. So I um I think that Barkley is like the high price GPP play. Like if you're trying to like uh, be different, if you're trying to like differentiate your lineup. So I like him a lot. Um, and I also think that like either Atlanta running back. In a tournament, like again, you're going to get them really low owned, uh, just because Freeman's back. And if you pretty much like guess right, I guess like you could get multiple touchdowns at like four percent. And I'm always in on that. Yeah, that's an interesting take because, like, you're right. That's the one position group in this game that might be a little bit overlooked this week. So that could be an interesting way to attack it for sure. Uh, Jonesy, who are some of your guys? Yeah, I'm with you on Barkley for sure. Um, you know, the the Panthers have whatever reputation they have, but Coleman, Geo, and Zeke have scored at least 17 PPR points against them. So it's not like it's completely out of the realm of possibility that, that uh, running backs can get there against the Panthers. And he hasn't scored less than 20 points in a game yet in PPR. So Pretty why good. would we... Why, why would we think that that would start to change? Because Lord knows Eli isn't pushing it down the field. Um, outside of that, I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep riding it because because Chucky's just fitting uh, fitting Marshawn for a gold jacket. So why the hell not? Like, he's just going to keep feeding him. Like, what's the, <laughs> what's the difference? Like, we know that like Oakland is going to play terrible, like wrong decision left and right football. But we also know that they're just going to keep giving Marshawn Lynch the ball, and he was running with an with like authority last week. So I'm just going to keep riding that. 5,500, I think, is still a reasonable price um, for him. So, and I'm with you on DJ. But um, like I said last week and the week before, I'm trying to keep this this running back pool kind of tight. So I'm not going uh, not going much outside of what we've already mentioned. All right, I'm making a direct plea. Oh boy. To Mike McCarthy. Please, Ooh. Mike McCarthy, just realize that Aaron Jones is your best running back and give him the football. Like, I don't understand how he can watch what all of these guys have done over the past two seasons and not have Aaron Jones as his bell cow already. Like, Jones has averaged over five and a half yards per carry, and Jamal Williams is like at three and a half. And yet, Jones still doesn't get a huge workload. Uh, I am just hoping that maybe he decided to watch a little film this week or look at some numbers and, and you know, take a break from his normal coaching routine. Mike McCarthy doesn't look at numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure That's, what he's what That's what I'm saying. I'm pleading with him. 
Please. Can you just do it for the for the whole game? Because the three headed monster in Detroit is also pissing me off. So can we just go with Patricia and McCarthy for this plea? Okay, you got it, Matt Patricia. You listen up too, but please just give Aaron Jones the football twenty times in this game. Because if he does, he is going to obliterate the Detroit Lions. They have no shot. They were just mauled by Ezekiel Elliott. And like I said, Aaron Jones is good, and he's only forty three hundred. So I'm going to have to play him this week just on the off chance that Mike McCarthy is a listener to Beyond the Daily podcast. I'm sure he is. All right, let's talk about my bookie. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games, and I can attest to that personally. You've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you have to head over and check out what's going on at my bookie. Uh, if you're like, if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, my bookie has options for you as well. You can make a big parlay. Uh, I have personally taken a crack at a couple of them this season, and I am still waiting for the big paycheck. But I am not deterred. You can also uh, try hitting a number on roulette in the online casino. So there are a lot of different ways you can get some action there. Uh, and you can get action on sports other than football. Take MMA this weekend. Conor McGregor steps, steps back into the octagon son, uh, Saturday for his first UFC fight in two years. You can bet on things like whether he'll win or whether Khabib will deliver a first-round knockout. Uh, I recommend these guys because I really trust them. This is one of the this is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all season. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use. If you're like Anthony and you want to make bets from your toilet, definitely possible. Uh, so if you are still on the sideline, <laughs> now is the time for you to get in the game. My bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar using the promo code RotoViz. So log into book my bookie right now, double your money, promo code RotoViz, and get your first deposit matched up to 100%. You got to do it now because this offer will be off the table soon. Again, that is the promo code RotoViz. My bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with My Bookie. My Bookie is the industry leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. My Bookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. My Bookie has in game live betting on every major league and event, even esports. There's no better time to join My Bookie than today. Go to My Bookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event. 
even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, this doesn't seem like a huge chalk week for me at wide receiver. No one projected for more than 17 to 20% ownership on DraftKings over at Fantasy Labs. Let's start with the Atlanta-Pittsburgh game. We started there with quarterbacks, so I think it's only fitting we go there first for wide receivers. And some really strong options. You know, at the top, you have Antonio Brown. You have Julio Jones. Juju Smith-Schuster, sort of a mid-tier play. And then, of course, the anti-Julio, Calvin Ridley. All the guy does is catch touchdowns. He's the new Chris Carter. Uh, Who do you like in this game, if anybody? And uh, how are you overall just approaching the wide receiver position for Atlanta and Pittsburgh, Jonesy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I was looking into this before, and Atlanta has given up 10 – 10 different guys, uh, 10 different wide receivers have scored double-digit PPR points against Atlanta through four weeks weeks. of the season. (laughs) That's that's not good. No, it's not great. It is not a ringing endorsement for the defensive coordinator there. Um, So I'm just going to try and get as much exposure, whether it's through stacks um, or just just throwing Brown or uh, Smith-Schuster into a lineup. It's it's kind of interesting that Smith Schuster is seeing like basically three times as many red zone targets as Brown is so far. Um, so he's seeing less targets overall, not by much, but um, they're they're pretty valuable targets. So I think I'm probably gonna maybe like double the field on Smith Schuster and try to match the field with uh, with Brown. That's that's where I'm headed there. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta find a way to play Julio. Like he's still gonna get a billion air yards every week, but he's just never gonna score a touchdown again. So <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's gonna finish the year with 20 touchdowns, and Julio will have two. Exactly. Um, <laughs> two, two is actually optimistic. That's, you know, <laughs> according I'm to some him people, a long one here and there. So <laughs> consider me like not worried about Antonio Brown. I know he hasn't had the target volume we've we've been used to seeing, and I know he has not really put together a huge game yet, but I think it's coming. Uh, I, I think this is a prime opportunity to maybe get him at lower ownership than normal. So uh, I'm all in on Antonio Brown this week. Amico, what, what are your thoughts on this game's wide receivers? I mean, I love Julio. Like, I really think that there's a good chance that Calvin Ridley is higher owned, especially coming off all those touchdowns. And uh, people just don't like Julio, you know, like uh, the never Julio thing is real. So he's probably my favorite receiver in this game. Uh, I know that I think that like of the other guys, I'm probably going to play Sanu uh, for the Atlanta. Atlanta. I mean, that's a move I really like to do, obviously, is playing Sanu Sanu is sneaky. I like that call. Yeah, like the target volume between him and Ridley still isn't that great. Um, Like I Sanu is seeing more in in a bunch of the games. So I still think that he's – 
you know, really good PPR option. Still gives you a shot for the bonus that you got last week. So I like him. Um, and I'm with you, Matt. Like I, I know Labs has has AB projected 17 to 20%. I think it's going to be lower. Like I think the $9,100 price tag uh, for basically like, not that he's not producing, but he's not producing AB numbers. Um, I, I just don't think that people are going to play him as much as they should. And even if he does get to like 15 or 20%, he probably should be like 25 or 30. So yeah, I am, uh, I'm going to lather up in the AB this week. Lather it. Um, yeah. I, one thing I want to say about the Atlanta guys before we move on is that even with Ridley scoring two touchdowns last week and Julio having none, Julio outscored him. So don't sleep on the ability of Julio to just put up massive games, even without scoring. And he will score eventually, guys. Like, I know we like to joke about it. No, of course. Julio's going to get in the end zone. <laughs> Jones is shaking his head. Julio will get in, zone, in the end zone eventually. And this I think, seems uh, like as good a time as any. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm playing any of these guys in cash, though, just for the record. Like, I think if I'm playing, like I said before, like Connor to me is the guy you want in cash in this game. I don't really think that I'm going to be looking to play one of these receivers. At least I don't really expect to be able to fit any of them in my cash lineup. I, and I think we talked about it before uh, we started recording, but it's definitely going to be one of those things where Julio has like a three touchdown game when it's not, they're not on the main slate. That's for <laughs> sure going to happen at some point. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, all right, let's stick in this high salary range. Are there any other guys you're considering either for cash games or GPPs? Cause it feels like there's a pretty big drop off after AB and Julio, uh, at least to me this week, Jonesy. Oh, just keep just keep feeding me Adam Thielen. Just inject it into my veins. <laughs> I just I, I I don't understand. Like this guy is just criminally yeah. underowned. He's really good. And he's so good. He hasn't seen less than twelve targets <laughs> the entire season. Like, I don't know. I just he's been over hundred yards every game. Like he's got a couple touchdowns. He's seeing targets in the red zone more so recently. Um, yeah, I just keep, keep giving me Adam Thielen at 7,700 is a ridiculous price for the amount of targets that he's going to get. I think that's a sharp take. Uh, Amico. First time anybody's ever said that to me. <laughs> uh, for, I mean, for me, it's Keenan Allen. I think that that entire game is going overlooked. Like you said before, Matt, uh, I mean, Chargers Raiders has a 53 point total to it. So I, and we saw obviously the Raiders being a high scoring game last week. Uh, Chargers defense is very banged up. So this has obviously super shootout potential. And uh, Keenan Allen hasn't really had a big one yet. I mean, against uh, the Chiefs in week one, he went over 100 with a touchdown. But, like, we know that this guy has, like, nuclear upside, like, bonus, multiple touchdowns. Like, he could definitely do that. And uh, the Raiders' corners are pretty terrible. So uh, I really like this. I mean, I, Labs has him 5 to 8%. Like, I think that's probably about right. Um, so when you consider the discount from like the Atlanta game in terms of ownership, that's, that's really the one guy I'm keying in on because I, I really don't think I'm going to play another guy like over seven K at receiver that isn't in the Atlanta game. I, I yeah, I mean, uh, Keenan Allen is just maddening. Like he's so good, but he, he's like the, he to me is like what I think people make out Julio to be like, he will never score. How dare you? <laughs> yeah i don't know i maybe i'm just jaded because i have them on like so many season long teams i do think it's a great spot 
and you will get him at low ownership. And obviously we know that the guy has big upside. So Amico, I'm going to say that that's also a sharp take. Thanks, man. Uh, well, no you're problem. kind of diminishing, like giving me the compliment now. Like if you're just going to throw it out to like right. everything we say, that kind if of everyone's special, away. then no one's special. <laughs> you're right. That's a sharp, that's a sharp observation. <laughs> buddy. Uh, let's move down the pricing spectrum. Tyler Boyd has just been straight cash, homie, to quote Randy Moss through the first uh, four weeks of the season. Are we banking on some continued production from him this week? Amico? No. I uh, I mean, I love him. I have him in, like, in a bunch of dynasty leagues, so I feel good about it. But the price has come up, and I think it's fair to question whether or not he is a safe play at this price. I mean... Uh, last week he had the 15 targets in a very high scoring environment, caught 11 of them. We know he's going to have a high catch percentage, but uh, seven targets and nine targets the last couple weeks before that. Like, I'm not really sure that like, like at this price now, I don't know if I feel great about like 18 DraftKings points. Like, I guess that's like technically quote unquote value, but like, I think at that price, I would rather have a guy with like a little more ceiling, uh, a little more like absolute scoring potential. And I don't. I'm not like super thrilled at the matchup. Like I think that the uh, Miami corners have actually been pretty good. Um, Xavier Howard obviously gets a ton of love, and he's going to be all over AJ Green. But Bobby McLean, uh, Bobby McCain has also been pretty good this year uh, out of the slot. So don't really think it's like a slam dunk lock that Boyd is like going to be this super highly targeted, super productive receiver like all year. Um, and I I don't really love. This particular spot, the total in that game is already well on the decline. It's down a point and a half. Um, and I think it, that might actually continue. So I, I really don't think the scoring environment is going to be as good as we think. Um, and 5,700, I, I feel pretty good. Just kind of like I'm going to consider him, but I don't think that I have to use him. Jones. Yeah, I, I really disagree. I, I like Boyd quite a bit. Um, Let's go. Let's have some disagreements. <laughs> well, I, I guess we'll, this will decide the three man this week. All right. Well, then we know how that's going to freaking roll for me. Um, <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think we're we're seeing the the expected points just go crazy. Um, last week, he had 23 expected points, which is just nuts. Um, but he's obviously become like a very serious, uh, I don't know, not not necessarily like a straight up like target hog, but he's on this. Um, like you mentioned, Howard on Green is probably going to be more cause for him to look uh, for Dalton to look Boyd's way. So I'm just gonna roll with the idea that it's gonna continue. Um, and he's seen he saw three red zone targets last week, and he has five over the past three weeks. So um, I'm just gonna keep banking on that and hope the. Uh, Hope we can get a couple touchdowns out of him, and uh, you know his. Uh, they're still valuable targets. Like he's his a dot is still pretty decent. He's seeing air yards, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling with it. I will break the tie by sitting firmly in the middle. That's sharp. I, I, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I think he's a great cash game play. Like there aren't a lot of guys in that price range that I think you can feel comfortable with getting. You know, around ten targets but he's one of them, but I think he's going to be really high owned for GPPs. And like Anthony said, at 5,700, he now has some bust potential if he doesn't get in the end zone or crack a hundred yards. So 
I'm probably leaning towards fading him for GPPs, but I could certainly see myself using him in a cash contest. Um, two other guys in that price range that I think could garner some interest this week, Doug Baldwin, he's at just 5K, and then Marvin Jones Jr. is only at 4,700. So how are you approaching those two guys, uh, Jonesy? Let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a sucker for some Marvin Jones. I... I know I said I like Russell Wilson. I don't know that I really like the price is fine and I wouldn't fault you for playing Doug Baldwin. But if you're if you're making me choose between these two guys, I would definitely be leaning more towards uh, towards Marvin Jones personally. Amika, I know you dug up some good stuff for your stacking piece on the Lions. So uh, why don't you shed some light on Marvin Jones for us? Yeah, so, I mean, well, first, Matt, I just want to let you know that uh, Sonny Michelle just got stuffed twice at the one, and then uh, Tom Brady rushed it in. So your uh, your crusade against Sonny Michelle lives on. But, it will uh, never end. <laughs> but in terms of a Cordero Patterson touchdown. like Tom first. Brady is a better running back than Sonny Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, but in their last six meetings between uh, Detroit and uh, Green Bay – Marvin Jones is just pissing all over the Packers. Um, plus, this is just his plus minus. This is not how many average points he scores. This is his average plus minus. 16.12. 100% consistency rating. 28.38 actual DraftKings points averaged against the Packers. Uh, so now, wild. obviously, but yeah, so like, obviously the personnel has changed. So like, I don't want to like, super overvalue the numbers because they've changed a bunch of their corners. They drafted two rookies, but uh, you know, Tremont Williams is there. Kevin King is still there. Uh, You know, Jair Alexander, who has been probably their best corner has really been playing mostly out of the slot. So uh, more of a problem to me for golden Tate than it is for Jones. Uh, And Mar Jones actually still leads this team in air yards. So I think that uh, Jones is a really good play, especially if you look at like the salaries, I know you talk about bargain rating, Matt, but I also really like to look at just like salary discrepancy between uh, like teammates and Kenny Galladay is you know two thousand dollars. I'm sorry, Golden Tate is two thousand dollars more, and uh, Galladay is thirteen hundred dollars more than Jones. I just don't really think that that's warranted. So, uh, big Marvin Jones fan this week, just like Jonesy. Um, I do also like Doug Baldwin. Like I'm not anti Doug Baldwin. I think I would be considering to play him as well. Just because he's healthy, you know, seven targets last week. He's also a guy that tends to have a pretty high catch percentage. He's also someone who has, you know, obvious touchdown upside. So, uh, and we, I would imagine we expect Seattle to throw in this game. So, uh, both good plays, but I definitely lean uh, towards Jones. Yeah, I like Baldwin quite a bit. I think that the Rams are just going to put up so many points that it's going to force Seattle to play more optimally this week. So, uh, that's part of the reason why I like Russell Wilson and. If I like Wilson, like Baldwin deserves to be in consideration at 5K. Like that's crazy cheap considering what he's done in the past. All right. Uh, quickly, because I feel like we're dragging on a little bit. Other low to mid price wide receivers you're looking at for GPPs. Amigo. Uh, I mean, not even just for GPPs. Like uh, Taewon Taylor, I think is a really good play this week. Uh, no uh, Rashard Matthews. And last week that resulted in him seeing nine targets. So uh, not as good of a game environment because Buffalo is probably uh, like going to pace this game down and all that stuff. But, you know, Taewon is probably the WR2 there. I think that's pretty clear. 
And at 4K, I think he has a good chance to return good salary, uh, you know, based on his salary expectation. Uh, Mike Williams also for the Chargers again. Big high scoring game. Yeah, high scoring game. Um, Travis Benjamin is out for a couple weeks now with an injury. And we talked about this, I think, last week, but Mike Williams has kind of been like the, the guy in the red zone for them, uh, along with, of course, Old Man Gates. But, I mean, Williams has the big body. He has the touchdown upside. So. Uh, only 4200 on him. So those are probably my two preferred plays in the uh, low-dollar range. Jones. Yeah, r- real quick, just to backslide to Marvin Jones real quick, too. He has the most red zone targets on the team, and he has the most air yards, which is somewhat rare, um, just to throw that out there. But pretty much everybody from Galladay at 6000 down to... I guess like I'll cut it off at Aguilar at 5,300. Like that whole range to me, I feel like has like a 25 almost point ceiling. So I'm, I'm interested in sort of spreading it out uh, throughout all those guys. One of them is going to be my, my Millie maker special a little tease for later. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Those, those guys are who I'm trying to mix and match in my GPP lineups. My Millie Maker special is also coming at wide receiver, and I will say that as well. But uh, I want to throw out John Brown against the Browns. Like, I know he's he's not necessarily low-priced anymore. He's not really cheap. He's uh, close to 6K, but he's just really good at football, and the Browns are not, and that's all I need to know. Uh, all right, before we go on to tight ends, I want to challenge you guys to join our special listeners league on DraftKings. Uh, we will probably keep it at 30 people again this week. $5 league that pays the top five. Side note, I was the only person in the league last week to play Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, and I still did not finish in the top 15. Hey, I cashed this week, so that was good. There you go, Jonesy. I stacked him with Taylor Gabriel, too. How embarrassing is that? I had Mitch <laughs> Trubisky at like 3.3% <laughs> and Taylor Gabriel at 10 and couldn't even finish in the top half of the field. I'm 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 free money, guys. Is what I'm trying to say to you. So hopefully, you in, get in again this week. Hop in the <laughs> listener league and just take advantage of me paying the rake for you. Uh, if you think that you can beat Anthony and Matt, because it's pretty much a given, you can beat me. Follow our Twitter links uh, at Matt Lamarca, at Amixa, and at Matt Jones TFR. We'll be tweeting out the contest details. Details seats could fill up fast once they hear about my record. So make sure to check that out as soon as possible. All right, tight ends. Uh, Both Sackers and Travis Kelsey have just been awesome to start the year. What are your thoughts on these guys this week? Like, It feels like they are approaching what we've seen from Gronk in the past in terms of their production, but they're not priced like Gronk yet. So I think there could be some value. Amico. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really into Ertz with Jeffrey back. Um not really my preferred play, but Kelsey at only 6K, I think is really interesting. He gets the big price down because of the matchup, uh, but he's seen at least 10 targets each of the past three weeks. Uh, we know that the strength of the Jaguars is really on the boundary. Their safety play has been really good. Like they already took, they took away Gronk already once this year. So it's not like this is a uh, slam dunk spot, but like Kelsey really does see in a vacuum, like a lot more volume than Gronk does right now. So uh, you know, if he's going to keep seeing 10 targets, I think for 6K, like I don't pay up at tight end and cash too often, but I would I would consider it in this spot. Um, and I think you certainly want to have exposure in tournaments. Jones. 
Wow, this is a weird week because I was going to say that I feel like I might try to figure out how to pay for Ertz in cash. So Yeah, I for, totally agree. If you're paying up for one of those two in cash, it's got to be Ertz. Yeah, for for us both to be saying we might be paying up for tight end in cash, I think this is a, a pretty interesting week for... Uh, for our lineup construction, the three men will be uh, will be pretty interesting then. But yeah, Ertz has seen forty seven targets so far this year. Like that's insane. Um, he hasn't seen less than ten targets in a game yet. I don't think that's going to change this week. Um, so yeah, I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna try to get as much Ertz as I can. Right, like last week's game did go to overtime, but he still had fourteen targets. He played seventy six of seventy eight snaps. And Jeffrey was in the lineup. So I still think Ertz is definitely viable, even with uh, Jeffrey maybe taking on a larger role this week. Um, But I agree that Kelsey is probably the more intriguing play for GPPs, just given that he's shown us, you know, the monster upside, better touchdown upside for sure. Uh, I think Vance McDonald will probably be the default option for those looking to to pay down a bit at tight end. He's 3,700 in the aforementioned Steelers Falcons game. What are your thoughts on, on Vance? Will he make them dance this week? <laughs> I mean, the Falcons certainly could give up points to tight ends, right? I mean, their safeties are hurt. So I feel like that opens the door for him to be a quality play. He's got five targets in each of the three games that he's played in since, uh, you know, returning from injury snaps are, you know, about 50%. So, I mean, he's not going to be on the field all the time, but when he's on the field, he's usually running a route. Um, I mean, he's fine. Like, I, the only reason I'm not really that, I'd be a lot more interested in playing him if he wasn't getting, like, the big price bump, you know? Like, 3700 to me, like, he's, like, a 3K player. That's 3700 because How of the matchup. Well, I mean, that's just my opinion. You don't have to agree. But <laughs> I, uh, I'm just not really that into him. Like I'd like to have a little bit of ceiling. I'm not sure he has like this big ceiling for his price. Um, and I think every hundred dollars matters this week. So I, there's a couple of guys cheaper than him that I think I'd prefer. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't think he's a three K player, but I also don't necessarily think that he's a thirty seven hundred dollar player. Thirty two hundred dollar player? Yeah, thirty two to thirty four. You know, like like you said, especially at tight end, every hundred dollars matters because you're they're so tightly packed in in terms of the salary structure yep. so what do you always say right cheapest guy that you think has a chance to score a touchdown yeah if there's one thing we should do it's listen to me when i talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i so i i think he has more upside than you're leading on but i totally don't think it's like a slam dunk spot by any stretch jonesy what do you think here no I, there's i'm not i'm not touching him i'm not entertaining it wow I, hard no no Hard no. Like, why Why am I going to pay whatever it is? I don't even care for at this ownership for a guy who hasn't seen more than five targets this year. Because he throws ill stiff arms. He does. And that's probably <laughs> worth like three percentage points because people just want to like... It's know, at least three. The, remember the meme. like At least three percentage points. It might be more like five. I mean, <laughs> if you really want to play Vance... Just play him on FanDuel. He's literally 4600 Like, that's just a ball of really good price. Or just don't play on FanDuel. <laughs> All right, you um, listen, I have a good ROI on FanDuel, so you stop with that. <laughs> he's FanDuel shaming you. Um, all right, Amico, you did mention that you there are a bunch of tight ends that are cheaper that you have some interest in. I'm curious if you would like to share with the class who they might be. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, I guess that's why I'm here, right? Um, <laughs> uh, like, no, I'm not. I'm not telling you guys. <laughs> I mean, David Njoku is a little cheaper. He saw seven targets last week with Baker Goat um, against Baltimore. I think that they're going to have a bunch of trouble getting it out to the receivers. I think that Njoku is going to have to be probably the second most targeted option in the offense. Uh, and they, I assume, will be down in that game. So I like Njoku. Uh, really like Austin Hooper. I mean, Austin Hooper is. I'm done with Austin Hooper. Yeah, same. Well, <laughs> you guys are getting out at the wrong time because okay. I love, what I love else is him. new? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I just don't think that there's a huge difference between him and Vance McDonald. Like, he's seen four targets in three games. He's actually seen the most snaps of any Falcon skill player, and. He's a, a beast in the red zone for his career. If you look at his uh, career numbers, he is av- he is um, catching 67% of his passes and has a 28% touchdown rate in the red zone. So pretty good. Uh, and on top of that, the Steelers are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So I think that Hooper is kind of like, I w- like I would rather save the $700 and just play Hooper in, in pr- every format. Um, obviously, he's risky for cash, but I do like his ceiling at 3K. Um, and even cheaper is uh, your boy Ricky Seals Jones. So that's not my boy. These are all plays I like. <laughs> all right, I'm back in on Austin Hooper. You convince me. I'm yeah, gonna him, I'm gonna give him one more chance. Um, what do you guys feel about Nick Vanette at 2500? Played like virtually all the snaps last week for the the Seahawks at tight end after the injury to Disley. We've already mentioned that we think the the Seahawks are going to have to maybe throw a little bit more this week. Like, is he viable at, you know, the stone minimum? Yeah, I mean, like, what does he have to do to, like... Basically get, like, a catch. Right. Like, it's probably, like, three catches. (laughs) Like, yeah, I guess. But I think I might just lock button Njoku and call it a week. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, All right. Let's wrap it up with defenses. I don't really see any chalk options this week. Uh, maybe I'm missing something you guys can enlighten me on, but who are some of the, the teams that you are looking at? And we'll start with you, Mr. Jones. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my usual thing where I, at the very last second, figure out who has who's projected for the most sacks and not costing $4,000. So Tennessee's up at the top, but obviously... Um, for projected sacks, but obviously they're uh, they're wildly expensive. Um, so I'll probably just be looking at the Chargers, um, and maybe I'll just roll Arizona again. Why Never not? a bad idea to target C.J. Beathard. Uh, Anthony, your defenses. Yeah, I mean, zone is a good play. Uh, I like Baltimore. I'm really down to just target like any rookie quarterback if I can get a piece. So, I mean, San Francisco is, I think, a good tournament option. Um, if you want to just go cheap, like Tennessee's offensive line really hasn't done great. Like we've seen Mariota get beaten up and, and do some turnover things. So Buffalo at home for 2,300 and what is probably going to be just like one of the worst games of the week in terms of watchability. Uh, I kind of like that. I mean, I really like to get as close to 2k as I can on defense just because I just think there's so much variance. So if I see anything that I like in a home team, uh, typically I will just play them if they're under 2,500. So I think Buffalo is probably that team for me this week. Or or Detroit, if if all these receivers are missing for Green Bay. Let's move on to our Millie Maker specials. Who's the 1% to 2% ownership play 
that you like the best this week for GPPs. Jones, you kind of teased yours already. So let's throw it to you first. All right, man. Demarius Thomas is scoring a couple touchdowns this week. So hop on board. Couple tutties wow. for DT. Is he, he's a guy that scores. He's not like a Julio type. Um, I have a question. How dare you? <laughs> uh, Anthony, Millie Maker Special. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned him before. I just think that this is a really good spot for Austin Hooper. Um, lowest owned play in the highest scoring game of the week. And I just think that, like, the only reason that he's not going to be high owned is because last week he wasn't good. Right. Too many That's people like me are like, I'm done with Austin Hooper. Right. So I will just have all the Austin Hooper. Like, I might play him in cash. All right. I am going also with a wide receiver, as I mentioned earlier. I'm going Nelson Aguilar um, at 5,300. The Vikings defense has been doo-doo, but they do still have one really good cornerback in uh, Xavier Rhodes. So I think he will spend the majority of the game locked up on Alshon Jeffrey, which opens up more opportunities for Aguilar. Um, He still had a bunch of targets last week, even with Jeffrey back in the lineup. He saw... Uh, 12 balls, but only managed to catch five of them for 22 yards. We've seen the big plays from him. You know, like we haven't seen them this year. But last year, it seemed like he was certainly capable of ripping off big plays. So uh, I'm expecting with this offense getting a little bit closer to what it was last year with each passing week that we might see Aguilar transition back into the, you know, the the big play home run hitter that we kind of became accustomed to. All right, bold prediction time, Amico. Give me a take that you feel strongly about for the upcoming week. Oh, man. I mean, I, I've i done this before. So, I mean, maybe it's unoriginal. Maybe you guys won't like it. But, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, four touchdowns this week. Four? Oh, Last time it was five. Yeah. It was five Five then. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna back down. I'm not going to back down from a challenge. Actually, I think he said six. No, he said five. <laughs> uh, Jonesy. Patrick L. Mahomes is accounting for four total touchdowns. I like that. Um, that's definitely bold against the Jaguars. You I'm know gonna... what the L stands for? I think it's Levon, right? Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah. Damn it. I was hoping you wouldn't know that. I, well, I didn't. I'm, so. I, if anybody is listening to this that know that listens to Bogey Free, they know I'm a uh, I'm a middle name uh, wordsmith. So it's it's kind of my thing. All right. I'm piggybacking off the Amico prediction. And I'm going to say three touchdowns for Mr. Antonio Brown. I think this is the week he puts it on. You said Juju wrong, but I get it. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this edition of On the Daily. Uh, A little longer than we intended on going, but hopefully you guys made it through. Uh, Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And check out our special listeners league to try and take down me, Anthony, and Jones. For Anthony and Matt, I am Matt LaMarca. Good luck this week. Thank you for listening to On The Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Road of His Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS.
Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life.